You know, Bernie, yeah. when, I, when I met with you for a coffee this morning, I was complaining about my kids jumping on my bed at five in the morning <laughs> and waking me up every 20 minutes just as I fell back to sleep. Uh, but, you know, like one day the kids are going to be out of the house and I'm going to look back on that and go, I'd give a I'd give million dollars to... For my, for, for my three-year-old and five-year-old to jump on my bed and, and wake me up at five in the morning. You know, so it's all perspective, but yeah. You're allowed to have an off day, yeah. mate. <laughs> Welcome to humanity, my favourite phrase. Oh, music is my, my downtime. Music is my meditation, you know. Oh. Yeah, music is where I, like, you know, if, you, if, you, if I'm playing music, well, just thinking about, uh, well, not thinking about anything because I'm just I'm playing. I'm, I'm I'm obviously thinking about the chords I'm holding on the guitar or the words I'm singing or you know it, it's a total tune out and you don't really realise until you 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 finish playing a few songs and you, then you realise well I haven't thought about anything else for half an hour and and, and I can't get that anywhere else. And if someone asked you for a suggestion or two on how to become a more loving human being it's in the elevator You've got a minute oh, what do you say that is a good question um, look oh, you know what I would probably say as much as is possible do not be a victim in your life how do you create greater happiness from within Steve I get my happiness from uh, from having a good balance of all of all of the different Stephen Gilberts that need attention. I, <laughs> I love have, that. You know, I, I love the, that. I have the Stephen Gilbert, the husband, and I need to I need to water that tree. Yeah. <laughs> I need to make you know you need to yeah be uh, thinking about you know Stephen Gilbert who's married to Bryony in a relationship. I need I have Stephen the dad that I need to make sure that I'm spending time with my kids. Um, I have Stephen, the uh, the Domino's Pizza franchisee, that, and that's very time-consuming. I have, uh, you know, uh, Gilly, the mountain bike rider. I need to get my bikes in, my bike rides once or two times a week. It, it. it makes me feel so good. And then I have uh, Stephen Gilbert, the musician. I, yeah. I need time to, I need to find time to do a bit of that. And yeah. when I'm in full balance, then I'm in harmony, and I'm the best wow. version of myself in all of those domains. Like. Um, I am not the best version of myself at work if I haven't found time for myself and I'm not in a good headspace. Yeah. Um, so each one of those things, if I go too hard into any one of those individual things, it will affect the other one. But there mm. isn't there is a place of equilibrium, and when mm. I find that, that's where I draw happiness from. I love that. Mm. Love that. Hey, you've just joined a journey with Bernie. Greetings, precious and beautiful people. Thank you so much for joining me in this week's episode of A Journey with Bernie. Yes, my name is Bernie Kelly, and it's such a joy to be your show host and to create these weekly opportunities for you and I to discover actions and strategies, concepts and paradigms, processes and routines that our guests suggest might just help you and I to find greater love for self, sustainable inner happiness, and more meaning in our humble lives. That, my dear people, is what this podcast is all about. I've been on the journey of discovering joy from first breath. Thank you, Mum and Dad. But gee, my professional coaching life of the last 30 years with corporate clients and students across the globe has certainly helped me to see more, to do more, and to understand how to be more. I'm a consumer of life, a lover of nature. I do know its power. And that's why I do want to take you to the summit of Kilimanjaro, the base of Mount Everest, the intrigue of Machu Picchu, or that epic spiritual adventure across northern Spain. Ah, the Camino. You will be invited. Of course, like you, I'm searching for answers too. And this is why each week we explore the thoughts of our wonderful podcast guests, some of whom carry a very high profile on both the domestic and international stage. 
while others, dear people, they are just humble people like you and I. But one thing is certain, they will all open our eyes to new possibilities. Hey, we're all on this journey called life, aren't we folks? Let's embrace it. Today, you put on your curiosity hat, put on your jacket of learning, and let's together explore life's possibilities on this episode of A Journey with Bernie. Well, welcome, 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 dear listeners. Great to have you on board again for another episode of A Journey with Bernie. I do thank you for your patronage. I think I've been amiss in the last couple of episodes in not recognising how appreciative I am of the growing number of listeners from all around the world. Please don't ask me how that happens. I've got no idea, but it's amazing the leverage possibilities of podcasting. I'm grateful that uh, you are listening to this podcast, and I promise today we're not going to let you down. We have a wonderful, wonderful guest. I remember saying early on that my guests come from so many different fields. You may remember John Buchanan, ex-Australian cricket coach, the wonderful Ian Skippen, the voice of Queensland Radio for many years. What about Merrin Tuck from Host Your Home Airbnb just last week? Well, today we're visiting Domino's Pizza. <laughs> Domino's Pizza here in Australia is a remarkable company because not many people realise they also run the stores or manage or lead the stores in New Zealand, also in Japan and in Europe. Hey, Steve Gilbert, you're going to be our guest this morning, but just help me out before I formally introduce you. What countries in Europe do Domino's reach out to? Uh, awesome intro so far, Bernie. <laughs> uh, big shoes to, uh, to step into here. Actually, Domino's Pizza Enterprises in Europe are Belgium, Netherlands, France, Germany, and... That one, Luxembourg. Luxembourg. Is it Luxembourg? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I think I made that up. How embarrassing. Uh, There's another one in there, I think. Let's just say Europe, yeah. So when you buy a share in Domino's here in Australia, you're actually buying a share in those stores in all of those countries. Steve Gilbert, whose voice you've just heard here, is one of the prominent franchisees in Domino's, specifically here in Australia. He bought his first store in 2010. Where was that, Steve? That was Rockingham, Western Australia. Wow, so you were all the way over there on the other side of the west coast of the country. Yep, I've been yeah. uh, opening Domino's stores and working in Domino's stores all around the country for 22 years But uh, right, and New Zealand. Right now, right now, you own how many stores? Right now, we, have, we own uh, 11 stores with yeah. myself and my business partners across Queensland and New South Wales. And where, where are they? Oh, it's Queensland, New South yeah. Wales. Yeah, so... Uh, here in Brisbane, we yeah. have six, uh, yeah. you know, Redcliffe, uh, North Lakes, Kalanga, Arana Hill, Samford and Fernie Grove. This is important information because those people from those areas that are listening to this, yep. you know, if they've got anything to complain about, they know exactly where to go to now. Yeah. And, and if you were in Samford <laughs> last night, I was delivering you pizza. <laughs> And where are the other stores? Uh, the other ones in Newcastle, wow. uh, which was a, a new venture that we just did in 2021. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, re- really exciting. We've got four stores there now and one in the Central Coast, halfway between Newcastle and Sydney. Hand on heart, folks, I've, I've actually been engaged by Steve. I'll let you tell the story of my engagement and connection with you yeah. and Domino's Pizza. Yeah, well... I. The first time I met you, Bernie, I must have been uh, early 20s. You were a baby. I was a baby. Yeah, I was a baby. And I I was new in the corporate world of Domino's. And I believe, you know, Don May and the the corporate team used to engage you to run days and sessions with us. And I remember, uh, yeah, I remember remember, uh, all all the early stuff. I remember jumping off uh, the high ropes course and... uh, and, and Tachikoi. Yeah. 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 Nudgy College's Outdoor Education Centre. Yeah. The the overnight camping sessions we had. Yeah. We we go way back, Bernie. And then more recently, um, I I work with you to, to help me coach my team and to get, yeah, try and... Yeah, put together some special days and personal development days for my team, which you do fantastically. So I, I appreciate that. But I think the real reason why I've invited Steve to be a part of this podcast, now you always got to remember, folks, 
I do have an objective with this podcast. How do we become a more loving human being? That is the overall objective of a journey with Bernie. How do we find strategies and actions to generate our own inner happiness? You know this is the objective. Steve, I reckon you can also hear it in his voice already. Tremendous zest for life. Every time I've come across Steve over a decade plus, I've always been impressed by his energy and his passion, his solution-seekingness. I made that word up. His desire to have fun, celebrate, and the way that he approaches life. And he brings that into the domain of his 11 stores with Domino's Pizza. That's perhaps unfair because I think he brings it into all dimensions of his life. Steve, tell us how did it all start? When did you first come across Domino's Pizza? Uh, yeah, um, so I, I was 17. Uh, I, I grew up in Townsville, North Queensland. Uh, I was born in Ingham, but grew up in Townsville. And uh, yeah, the, the day I got my driver's license, I started working for Domino's. I, but why? Why did you choose Domino's? Well, my one of my best friends works there. And looking yeah. back, I'm like, well, thankfully, he wasn't working at Eagle Boys at the time. <laughs> Otherwise, I, I would have been on a, a, a sinking no. ship. Otherwise, but, um, you would have been broke. Yeah, yeah. It would have been oh, a very different story. <laughs> yes, but, I think we're out of place here. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, uh, Eagle Boys. Um, no, one of my best friends worked at Domino's. He, he had a license. We both loved cars. We both loved driving our cars. And for me, getting paid to drive my car was the coolest thing I could think of. Wow, wow, yeah. wow, wow. And that was how, how that was when you were 17. 17. I got the day I got my license, I took my first delivery with Domino's. So, mate, we're talking about 20, 25 years ago. Yeah, uh, 22. I 22 think, yeah, years yeah. ago. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You have a reputation even within the Domino's industry for creating great teams. And I know you do that superbly. And thank you for making me a part of that over, over time. Yeah, thanks for your help. <laughs> Can I just ask you, what do you think defines great teams? How, do, how does a team of people come together and generate such connectedness and such joy and such energy? Look, good question. I, I think in Domino's, we, we, like my job is the coach and we have a, I think bringing people together and, and having a shared goal and uh, and and uh, share sharing in the wins. Like uh, we we have a lot of objectives in Domino's and and a lot of things we're trying to achieve. We're very uh, focused on outcomes. And when you when you win together, it's the same as a sporting team. It really we really do feel like a a sport team. Yeah. And yeah. and you know the Friday nights are our uh, grand final. Uh, yeah, the busiest night of the week. Well, and, okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. I assume Thursday night's a good night too? Yeah, look, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, that's our training. <laughs> uh, Thursday, Friday, they're our semifinals. Right. Or, or Friday being the final. Friday's yeah, the final. Yeah. And Saturday's a big one too. Yeah, Saturday's a big one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, State of Origin's the, the, the Super Bowl. <laughs> and that can be even on a Wednesday. Yeah, correct. Yeah, correct. So there are events that make nights at Domino's big nights. Absolutely. I want to allude to a word that you used before because I think it has meaning in the context of this podcast. You didn't say you were a franchisee. Mm. You didn't say that you were a business leader. You said, I am the coach. How much does that image of your role dominate the way that you present yourself day in, day out, in Domino's land? Yeah, um, good question. I mean, look, once upon a time, I, wa I was the fastest pizza maker and I was the fastest manager at everything. But, you know, like uh, my job now isn't, I can't, I've got 11 stores, so it doesn't matter how, how I, if I'm the fastest pizza maker in my business, I'm doing something wrong. So for me, it's all about uh, training and uh, and unlocking other people's potential because if I can get the best out of you know, 30 managers and 450 employees at the moment. That's is how, that right? That's how big we are at the wow. moment. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. there, there's a, oh, my job is to get the best out of my team and, um, and you know, uh, uh, leading by example is great. But, uh, but yeah, for me, I, I'm not the quickest anymore. I, I am the coach and, and my job is to, yeah, to, to back my people and to 
get the best out of them. I think we should get a perspective on that because you gave us a clue before. You're, you're hitting around the 40 mark. Uh, I'm talking about age here. Mm-hmm. And your people, however, tend to be very young. Give us an idea of the demographic mm. of your staff. Well, first of all, you called, you called me a young man before, Bernie, <laughs> so now I'm feeling uh, very old. No, <laughs> You're 20 years younger than no. me, mate. That makes you young. <laughs> Look in in the Domino's world, yeah, I'm 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 actually I've been in Domino's long enough now that I am one of the older guys now, and uh, yeah, it's been a, been a very long career. But I, I love working with young people. I love that there's uh, there's a 13 or 14 year old kid that comes wow. into our stores, uh, and it's it's their first job, and it's our responsibility to give them a great experience. Like, do you remember your first job and how that? You know, we we really do we we shape people's futures at a young age and I and I feel a great sense of responsibility to give that uh employee a really awesome experience and uh, and and training and support and uh yeah like teaching them life skills and uh teamwork and all, all these awesome things you can learn from a job that they'll take on and hopefully look back with fond memories forever I don't take that for granted let's get this into perspective you, you you're youngest staff member could be 13 or 14 that yeah, means grade nine yeah that's right yeah. yeah yeah correct and this could be their first job yeah mostly most of the time is their first job wow yeah and you've just said that you take seriously the responsibility of shaping their lives maybe not in a domino's world in some cases we we know of kids who do become Domino's franchisees over time because they too f- fell in love with the culture and the spirit that you're talking about. Yeah, that's right. But you take on the responsibility of shaping their their life skills. Yeah, look, I just I, I just know it, it's such an important step in your life, and you learn so much from uh, any job. I learned so much from my first job, even as a trolley boy. You know, pushing trolleys in Townsville, I really, I really learned what hard work was in the sun in on forty degree days. Like, and um, and but you know, you 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 and and then you you start to form a, a a family outside of your own family, like your colleagues and your friends at work. And in Domino's, we uh, uh, sometimes a bunch of misfits that come together outside <laughs> of work, and we, it's our own little family. And, yeah. and especially uh, certain kids that might not have the best family life at home, they come to Domino's. For what they not what what they're not getting at home. Wow. And, um, and yeah, and we we do know that, and uh, yeah, and we yeah we try I, and give them a really good experience and a really good sense of belonging and family. I think for our listeners here, get this into perspective. You are you are talking to the cream of the crop here. You're sorry, you're listening to the cream of the crop <laughs> here. And Steve Gilbert, this is what differentiates him, coach creating a sense of connectedness amongst his staff. He uses the word a family, responsibility not just for helping them learn how to make a pizza, but life skills, how to talk to customers, how to use customers' names, how to ask a customer for their name, service skills. Steve, it's a wonderful approach to work. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and and and, uh, and as you know, because you've been uh, helping us on our on our journey as well. Everyone doesn't know I've been on a journey with Bernie for <laughs> fifteen odd years now. Um, but no, we yeah we we definitely. I think what what you can learn in a Domino's store, you can apply to yeah. um, anything, and maybe not in any Domino's store, but we we really do try and take our young team members under our wing and yeah. coach them and give them tools that they'll take on to any job in the future or just maybe t- uh, take on to life with a new attitude in, in what they're doing in life. Three, three actions, three activities, three um, principles that you think have to be alive in any team if it is to bring them together and harness their energy into greater productivity. Give us... One, two, or three such principles that you think are just fundamental to creating that sense. You called it family. Yeah. Look, I mean, first of all, um, 
I, I think it's important to have fun at work. So, I mean, we, we, we do really try and focus on culture because uh, it doesn't matter what goal you're trying to achieve. If, if you have a team of, uh, you know, Domino's Pizza Store might have anywhere from 30 to 50 different team members, including delivery drivers. So if your team's not functioning right and getting along and, and, and has a certain type of culture, then we're not, you're not going to achieve anything. So we, we really do try and focus on getting the culture right and having fun at work. We also uh, gamify things in dominoes. And we, now, that's a phrase. Explain mm, what gamify means. Well, you know, we, we, we time everything. You know, we, we, how, how fast can we make a supreme pizza? How, how quick can we get to the customer? Um, how many, how, what upsell percentage can we, can we get? Uh, how many garlic breads can we sell? Uh, how can we do something better than we did yesterday? And we, we, you know, we break everything down. We look at the times. We look at delivery times. We look at trying to crush convention and do things different to, you know, maybe delivering in a car isn't the most effective anymore. So we're looking at, you know, we've got e-bikes in our stores now and we're doing things that that we didn't even think of or they weren't even possibilities years ago. But we really do use our data wisely and, um, and, and I actually turn that into fun in my stores. Like, like, like I've mentioned uh, referring to it like a sport before. Well, every sport has a scoreboard. Sure. So we, we make sure that our team knows what the score is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you could have you could have competitions on how quickly staff can source the dough. Absolutely, yes. Um, yep. What is our you call it EDT, estimated delivery time. Yep. That is when you order a pizza, the clock is on. Absolutely. And can oh. you what is the desired time that you want to get the pizza? To the customer's door, we're talking about delivery, not when they pick it up. What's yep. the desired time? Oh, look, my, my average across my 11 stores is about 20 to 21 minutes. Yeah. Um, so we have we have better weeks than that, but the, that, that's my desired time. I think that's a really good balance. Yeah. Uh, yeah, delivering in 20 minutes is what we... Uh, what we do regularly, and that's a, a good balance because there's also costs involved with, you know, you can't just keep putting extra people on to be sure, quicker. Yeah. You've got a business to run. But, um, yeah, 20 minutes is, is, a, is a good but time. But 20 minutes is remarkable, Well, Steve. I mean, on, on uh, one of my stores in North Lakes is one of the biggest in the country. We do a th- over a 1,000 deliveries every week, and we do that in 20 minutes. So it, it is a big Average operation. 20 minutes Average, every pizza. Yes. There might be some pizzas that might be 25 or 26, yep. but you're saying there's also some that are delivered in 16, 17, 18 minutes. 12. 13, 14. Oh, wow. Yeah, That's really remarkable. Quick. Yeah, That's it. remarkable. Yeah. This must give you, and I'm interested in your comments here, a heck of an advantage over Uber Eats. <laughs> you know, <Bernie. laughs> Menu log. You know, though, because they're competitors, yes? Yeah, they Because are. I can, on a Friday night, I can have a Domino's pizza, probably know I'm likely to get it around about the 20-minute mark. Yeah. I don't think I'm getting my Chinese meal from Uber Eats in the same time frame. No, we, we look, when it comes to service and straight from the oven to your door, like Domino's is very fast and efficient. And Uber Eats, uh, you know, the, what differentiates us is our employees in our uniform that know our streets and know our store and that they're in the store waiting for that pizza to come out of the oven to go straight to your home. Like that, that's what, where Uber Eats can't touch us. What I'm hearing is there's a real commitment that you generate to an outcome of service to the customer. And what's fascinating is you're bringing together 14, 15, 16. The driver, of course, is 18 plus. This age group in order to fulfil that purpose. Yeah, definitely. I'm finding that you know, quite, you know, quite remarkable. Yeah, and yeah. you know, Domino's has such a... A culture of uh, and uh, of sharing best practice. I remember in going to Domino's over in Texas and seeing who was at the time, and I think he still is the fastest franchisee in the world. He had the best service times <laughs> in the world. Robert Givat was his name in Dallas, and uh, and his stores just kept doubling in sales every two years just because of their amazing service times. So uh, you know, I, I took that back to my stores, and I wanted the exact same. Uh, you know, uh, success that Robert had, and uh, sure. and and we did it. We, yeah. yeah, we brought it back here, yeah. and we we have that mentality every day. We're trying to be the best. We're trying to compete with each other. Uh, we're trying to compete with our neighbouring stores, and yeah, there's there's quite a sense of competition in Domino's, which I do love. I've, it's it's why I'm still enjoying it after 22 years. Amongst the franchisees, yeah, you're among, talking amongst about amongst franchisees within our own stores, even within my own stores, I've got managers that 
uh, engaging with each other and going, hey, I'm going to beat mm. you tonight, or I'm going to, I'm going to be out, I'm going to, uh, we we call it load times. What's out mm. what, on average? How What's lo- the load time? How long it takes to uh, to from from the the minute the customer orders, uh-huh. the pizza goes up onto the make screen. Let's say it's a barbecue meat lovers, and the time's on. Yeah. And then you know if if it takes you thirty seconds to make that pizza, you hit enter on the keyboard. You put it in the oven. Well, that's a thirty-second average. If wow. the next one was five minutes, well, maybe the average is in at two and a half minutes. So, after a big night and maybe five hundred to a thousand pizzas that night, um, we have an average load time. And mm. I mean, the lower the better. Mm. Uh, the, the faster the the you know that that sort of drives the rest of the the night and how successful the night will be is how quickly can we get them into the oven. So the the whole thing is a game, and the whole thing can be really fun. It can also be really stressful. But it's my job to make it fun and to sure, yeah, to teach sure. them to teach them how to how to nail it because everyone yeah. wants to have a good night at work yeah. and when you do that it's only happening when everyone's working together sure so it, it, there's a good sense of teamwork and there's a good sense I mean we we'll, we might celebrate with a war cry or pat each other on the back or we ring ring the bell on the side of the oven to celebrate not that old war cry that <laughs> that I. You you celebrate with that war cry oh, sometimes, yeah, absolutely. Oh, folks, have you, uh, <laughs> you shall want... we or shall we, shall we not? Well, I think we have to. Now. Oh, get, <laughs> folks, this is almost. So here we go. Okay, want... I'll lead it. You'll lead okay. it. Okay. Okay. Do you remember it, Bernie? Yeah, I think so. Here we go. <laughs> Who are we? Domino's Pizza. What are we? Number one. What's our goal? Some more pizza. Have more fun. Some, Some more pizza. Have more fun. Oh, stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! You got to go back to the nineteen eighties to. Here's something so antiquated. Anyway, that's <laughs> Domino's. Um, full of joy, uh, full of fun, full of uh, play. Company places a huge emphasis on measurement, mm. which is, but that allows you at a store level to gamify because you can use those measurements to create competition between the the young staff. Yes. You know, how quickly can you deliver it? How quickly can you source the dough? Etc. So these are elements that create connectedness between your staff if they buy into yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And yeah, yeah and and that's 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 my job. I, I want my my teams to buy into it. I want to I want to teach them that hey, it's it's so much more fun when we're when we're running a store really well, uh, when we're efficient and we're fast and we're winning and the customers aren't waiting and we're not getting complaints and maybe it's going out that fast. Maybe you're getting more tips now. Like we really try and look for this is a win win. Right, like I, I, we all win when we win together. Yeah, yeah. You introduced a new term there. Now I've heard mm, the term win-win, mm. but I want you to explain what does win-win mentality mean? What does it look like? Yeah, look, um, I, I mean, I, 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 I try and apply win-win in all aspects of my life, in in, in my business, uh, which I do with my, you know, for for example, with my business partners. Um, I've got long-term managers that. Uh, uh, you know, we're, we're just absolute superstars, and I recognise that. And I and I I wanted them to to have the opportunity to do what I'm doing and to own their own store one day. So I've opened up paths to, to for them to make that happen. And let's I've, be honest, you vendor mm, financed, you financed yeah, some of these yeah, business partners yeah. to give them the opportunity. Yeah, I've given up percentages in my business um, for them and uh, to create pathway for them. It's also led to myself having a better work life balance and uh, not having to be in it every store every day because I just can't I've got business partners in the store on the ground yeah. and um and I've just realized that not only when we you know for example like I mean I'm making more out of 80% of a store uh than I ever was at 100% wow that's interesting yeah so like that that's just an example of uh like everyone can win like that they've got some stake in the game and some equity and that there's a reason to put that Domino's uniform on. I mean, mm. not everyone wants to be a Domino's store manager into mm. their 30s, but like they do want to be business owners. So I open that pathway for them and it helps me keep my best people. How, how many business partners do you have that have benefited from your approach? I've got four business partners, uh, two in New South Wales and two in Brisbane. That's a remarkable, Steve. Mm. And for those that have been regular listeners to this podcast... Um, only a couple of episodes ago, you also listened to Merrin Tuck from Host Your Home, who was giving away 25% of her commission to those who clean the properties on behalf of guests, but so that they look after a region of properties mm. 
they get 25% of her awesome. business. Well, you know, she's figured it out too. You she know? has. Like it's, um, I just think you can win together. Like if I, if I wanted to be 100% uh, uh, you know, shareholder of my business, well, my business wouldn't be as big first and foremost. I'd still have one or two stores right now. So I really do believe that I've, I've opened up doorways for them that never would have been there uh, without me and they've opened up doorways for me. They've given me a... a yeah, the flexibility, uh, and, and also we've expanded together. So we, we're, we're both benefiting and we're both expanding. We're both growing ourselves and our business together. So it really is win-win. What I see in this studio, what I've known of you mm. for a long, long time, is that this approach is part, part of, it's not fully, but it, it contributes to the way that you see life, the way that you see the world, the way that you see business, but it also contributes to your your joy. Does it does it infiltrate other aspects of your life? For example, do you bring win win into the family <laughs> household? <laughs> Look, um, yeah, I definitely definitely try to, uh, uh, and I can give you some examples. I, I first, uh, I, I actually was reading the the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I remember being on a holiday. And in that book, they give some examples and of win win. And, and, and as I'm reading that, I'm like, oh my God, it, it re- you really can apply to a- anything. But I mean, for example, I mean, do you, if, if it's movie night and, uh, and, you know, let's say Bernie chooses a movie uh, and uh, the person you're watching the movie with just really doesn't want to watch that movie, well, Bernie doesn't win by watching a movie together with someone that they don't want to watch. So the win win would be, well, let's watch something that's, you want to watch a rom com, I want to watch The Expendables. How about we just watch Forrest Gump again? Or, you know, like, let's meet halfway here. You know what I mean? Yeah. That way, I've got to watch Sound of Music 13 times. Well, yes, maybe. Well, it's interesting. Bernie can have a win by choosing Die Hard 3 again. Mm. However, he actually creates in the environment a win-lose environment, mm. and that's not the long-term win. Mm. Come to family, mm. Bryony. Yes. Did Bryony. I pronounce that correctly? Yeah, Bryony, my beautiful yeah. wife. Well, we're going to hear a little mm. bit about her <laughs> shortly. And how many children do you have? I have two kids. Uh, Miles is five years old and oh. my daughter, Alia, is three, three and a half. Yes. Yeah, I, I love great ages, uh, awesome yeah. ages. I love the age they're at now. We're past the hard stuff. Yeah. Well, friends with older kids say... <laughs> no, no, you're not. But yeah. there are listeners right here saying, yeah. "No, you're not. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're, yeah, you might be getting a little bit more sleep now, but the mental mind yeah. games are still yeah. yet to come." Yeah, I agree with you, folks. <laughs> Wait till they hit thirteen or fourteen yeah. and stop tucking up mum's dress. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Give us examples of win-win in the family unit. Now, I'm even. I'm. I'm want you to personalise mm. it, even down to your. Beautiful relationship with Bryony, and I'm happy to use that word because every time I've noted you over a decade, when mm. you speak about <laughs> your partner in life, you, your eyes light up, mate. <laughs> and when you speak about your kids, your eyes light mm. up. So win-win in the family unit. Yeah, examples. look, I mean, I guess some examples. Bryony and I, uh, one thing we're really good at is uh, recognising that, you know, we, we both had a life before being married and having kids. And it's important to, I think often you have kids and then you just become a different person or you stop going out, you stop, uh, you know, catch, having those catch-ups and it's hard to be uh, spontaneous and organise things on the last minute. So Brian and I, we really try to give each other that time. Like, we're, we're, and, you know, uh, last week, Bryony had uh, drinks with the girlfriends and I, I looked after the kids. I mean, right now, Bryony's at home with the kids and I'm doing this podcast with you. We really try and back each other up um, and yeah, like just yeah, give each other that space, that space. Yeah. So and that, that's, I think that's important. Um, yeah. So, so let me un- understand. I mean, it's pretty mm. obvious what you're saying is, but both of you go out of your way in order to offer the individuality of each other, still the space for her to be briny and for her to be Steve yeah. Without being all the time mum and dad, Mr. and Mrs. Gilbert. Yeah, 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 yeah true. Yeah. I um I think that's a, a, a wonderful gift. 
Look, it's good. I think it's, um, I mean, we, we love also spending time together, obviously, and, um, and doing stuff as a family, but I just think it's important to have a good balance and, uh, and, you know, uh, yeah, uh, having time away. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, one of my mates is about to have a baby and we had a weekend down in Mooloolaba. Sure. We hired an Airbnb and yeah, we, we, we're good with giving each other that, uh, yeah. that time. I think it's important in any relationship to be, to be, yeah, to be good like that and give each other space. And What else is important in relationships? <laughs> you know, if two, if a man and a woman, sorry, forgive me, um, all types of marriage relationships, right? Is, is to flourish and create an environment of love. What do you think is really important? You've said there, give each other space to be individuals. Mm. What else is important? Well, I think it's all, it's also important to, uh, to, to, I mean, it, we're both very busy people right now. Bryony's in a, in a new job. She's full time. Um, you know, head of HR for her work, and you know that's that's very uh, time consuming. It's very full on. Um, I'm also running a, a big business, and you know I think it's important to know when to turn the phones off and just uh, and 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 plan something with the family. So we're very busy people, but I do feel we've got a very good work life balance, and there's, there's good family time. Um, I, I have the kids every Thursday, um, and oh. I, I very rarely compromise on that. So that's just the the, the dad day. Um, I love it. I love being in a position where I've got a day just with me and the kids. Yeah. Um, so that, that's been like that for as long as I can remember. So, for example, what do you do on a Thursday with your kids? Oh, look, I mean, uh, sometimes the kids are tugging at my, my, <laughs> my jeans while I'm <laughs> paying bills. But uh, uh, other times, yeah, we're down the park, we're shopping, where I take them to a restaurant uh, yeah. that they don't fully appreciate. But, you know, they're, they're kids. <laughs> yeah, sure. But no, we, I, I, yeah, I try and give them an experience and, and we just have a lot of fun. And I, and I, I, I really do uh, cherish that because I know a lot of most people don't have that. I've got... I've got as tough as my job can be, it's very flexible. I can, I can, I can, I can push things off on Thursday, and I can do a fourteen-hour day Friday and catch back up. So, I, I really love that time. I think what's interesting for me is that you're really echoing a value that's not to be compromised by the empire building of business mm. and by the reactive nature of business. Mm. And your business in Domino's Pizza can be very reactive. Mm. Absolutely. Um, I, I'm, I'm making it up now, but you know something could happen to one of your staff as a driver, and the next thing you know, you're fully occupied mm. in, um, in 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 other important stuff. Mm. But it's not to compromise the value of that time. We've heard it all before: quality time mm. or that space whereby you really are, are there for each other. Mm, that's yeah. right. We're both, we're like, Bryony's an amazing mum and I'm a very, a very hands-on dad. And, um, you know, we, yeah, I mean, I'm also not my best self at work if I'm, if I'm, if I don't have enough time in my personal life or with my kids. So, like, that's important for me, for myself, but it's also important for when I go back to work that I've had that time and I'm feeling refreshed and I've, I found time to go for a mountain bike ride or like you've got to have a good balance. Otherwise, uh, no one wants to be around the ghillie that hasn't had a day off in three weeks. I'm not helping anybody there. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's very, yeah. so it's, it's, it, you know, I, I enjoy being busy and, um, and, 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 and also like you mentioned, yeah, reactive. I get a lot of curveballs every day. I try not to fill every work minute up with uh, planned uh, meetings and you know booked in things because I I need the flexibility to, to react de- to react and to yeah to deal with those curveballs that are coming at me on a daily basis. Hey, I just heard one of your three ingredients <laughs> of building great teams. You get down there and dirty with your people. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, you're in the stores. Yeah, look and uh, uh, like what our CEO recently, Dave Burness said it perfectly he goes you know sometimes you just got to throw your apron on and get in your stores and 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 yeah we i do that all the time and, and you always you can solve you can solve my I, I can solve most of my problems by throwing an apron on and just getting mm. into the stores yeah i mean the team love it um i like working i like doing all the jobs in the store i love making dough i love i like taking out the rubbish and there's a 13 year old kid somewhere going who's that guy taking out the rubbish and someone says oh he's the owner of the store i like leading by example i like uh i like doing that so that when I'm asking 
of my team, there's not a there's not a thought that Gilly is ever asking me to do something that he wouldn't do himself. So yeah, that that's very important. I learned that off, uh, you know, uh, Don May's uh, sister Kerry. Yeah, she taught me leadership. Wow, wow. Yeah, Ke- Kerry taught me everything. Uh, I I know now about what good leadership is. She was a very, uh, yeah, yeah, like one of my mentors and uh, the reason I'm where I am today. Okay, you got to nail it down for me, but Mm. specifically give us one thing. What did Kerry teach you about leadership? Yeah, come on. Kerry Kerry taught me that the importance of of, uh, always... Uh, lifting people up like Kerry would yeah. no, no, really like she, the energy she always brought to everything, to every meeting. Um, and you know, everyone's having bad days at times, but you sure. know, she, well, she would all, exactly. She would always have a smile and that yeah. was always pushed to the side. I'm at work now. Yeah. I'm going to get the best out of today. And her energy was contagious. So she taught me that uh, positivity is contagious. Yeah. And I, and I, and I, and I try and, bring that to my teams now when I'm mm. in my stores. I, I bring the best version of myself or mm. I'm not working. Mm. If I'm having a bit of an off day, I won't yeah. go to work. I can't influence anyone today. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll stay at home and I'll pay some bills and I'll feel sorry for myself. Mm. But, yeah. Yeah, but then I wake up the next day and, yeah. I, and if I'm in my stores, I'm bringing my energy and my job is to lift the team and to, yeah, so that's what she taught me. It's so important, isn't it, Steve, to open up our eyes and look for what's good around us. Isn't it easy to get bogged down by yes. problems? And we look around at our staff, and if we've got, depending on what glasses we've got on, we're either going to see the problems of mm. them or we're going to see the good in them. But if you see the good in them, you can lift them up. You know, Bernie, yeah. when, I, when I met with you for a coffee this morning, I was complaining about my kids jumping on my bed at five in the morning <laughs> and waking me up every 20 minutes just as I fell back to sleep. Uh, but, you know, like one day the kids are going to be out of the house and I'm going to look back on that and go, I'd give a give million dollars to for my, for, for my three-year-old and five-year-old to jump on my bed and, and wake me up at five in the morning. You know, so it's all perspective but yeah you're allowed to have an off day mate (laughs) welcome to humanity my favorite phrase hey you mentioned a person before don may yes now for our listeners they may not be aware we are truly talking about one of the great Mm. global ceos yeah we all recognize the size of the company with dominoes australia new zealand europe and and japan what did you learn from a guy who's really been at the helm of Domino's mm. for such a long period of time and really has driven them. Their share price, not recently, was $168. Mm, yeah. It's dropped back a fair bit because yep. COVID has changed a, a few things or as we've come out of COVID, it's changed a few things. Mm. But a remarkable journey yep. that he's taken Domino's on. What did you learn from him? Oh, look, just, I mean, Don, Don's story alone, uh, which uh, it, it's just very inspirational, and Don is very inspirational. A lot of us are, are where we are today because of the success of Domino's, and, and the success of Domino's has been driven by Don uh, ever since he's been in Domino's. So, I mean, yeah. Don, Don started as a delivery driver in Redcliffe, which I, I own that store today. It's one of my most successful stores. That's remarkable. Um, and that's where Don started. That was the first store. And then he became a franchisee. And then he got to 20 stores. And then he, uh, you know, uh, you know, basically brought Domino's to Australia. Back then it was Silvio's. I mean, Don, Don uh, yeah, Don, Don's a remarkable guy. He's one of those, I tell everyone about Don, if I send every single person I know an email, Don will probably be the first to reply and no doubt he is the busiest person out of everyone that I've sent that email to. He's always on. Don, Don's a Don's a. Absolute. See, there, there's an action that mm. I find fascinating. Value mm. people so much that you actually seek to respond. Now mm. you can just imagine how busy he is at times, and he exactly. doesn't have the time. But somehow he finds the time to send that message. I value and you enough to to respond yeah and, and yeah absolutely and it, it's quite remarkable because um yeah he's he is he's a bit of a one in a million like that uh but also you know don don taught me uh don encouraged me without necessarily saying it but he, you know he uh, i'm a risk taker and i and i and and don is a risk taker and i and i've realized over my 22 years in dominoes and in business that you know you've got to You've got to take risks, and uh, when you look at uh, 
uh, successful people, uh, I mean, most of the successful people I know um, haven't had it easy. They didn't get it handed to them. Man, they worked hard for it. And that's what I learned from Don, like work hard, keep your eyes on the prize. Like, and, you know, like looking back now, um, I've got, yeah, my 11 stores and I've had this very successful career in Domino's and I'm a, I'm a business owner and I've got 450 employees. I mean, I feel, and I'm living in my dream house and I've got a beautiful family. I feel like I'm a very lucky guy, but at the yeah. same time, like, I mean, and I know I'm lucky, but it didn't feel like that along the way. Sure. It was a grind every day. Like we just had to grind it out and, um, you know, but I've woken up now and I'm looking back, I feel lucky, but yeah. But he, he taught you not to take the eye off the prize. Like you've always been vision driven. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. And I mean, Don and so many others taught me that uh, you can do it. And if you want to do it, go for it and it, and you can do it. And, and so I started applying that. I started going for it. I started thinking, well, can I, can I buy a store? Can I be a franchisee? Like, what would that take? Like, mm. I mean, I, my first store, I, I, I was lucky. I was smart enough to, from good advice from my parents when I was younger to buy a house in Townsville. And I, uh, I did quite well out of that house. And then I think I bought my first store when I was about 26 or 27. Mm. I had to sell that house and put every last dollar into my first business. Wow. And my mum's house was against it. So like the, the pressure wow. of failing was so high because I mean, if I failed, well, the family house is gone and, yeah. um, and I, I don't have a house now. I sold it and I put it into a business, but I, I took a risk and, um, and yeah, and I, I learned from the others that I saw taking risks and going for it and achieving uh, some amazing things for themselves. I thought I really want that for myself. Mm. So I, I, that's what I've learned from guys like guys like Don. Don. Yeah, and, but there's many of them. Well, sorry, there's only one Don Mark. Yeah, there's only one Don. But no, there's, there's, there's many terrific mm. go make life people in um, in in your business environment. Yeah, Dave Burness, Andrew Wood, um, James Dooley. All I'm of probably, the I, I should stop because I know I'm going to leave out um, so so many. Oh, we've got a, we've got a great network in Domino's, and I think we probably all agree that uh, that we're very lucky to be surrounded by such uh, awesome talent, and we're, yeah. we're you know we're, we're very tight and we're very good friends, and yeah. there's a good network in Domino's, and we we learn a lot from each other, and we we're good at lifting each other up when we're down, and yeah, yeah, yeah. See, what I want our listeners to hear there is not Domino's. Mm. <laughs> what what I want them to hear there is the power, you call it win-win before, of reaching out to people who could be perceived as competitors. Mm. But you don't look at, look at it like that. You, you want to share best practice, learn from each other. Oh, my God, I'm going back mm. to your first word about the coach. You're mm. not only the coach to your people, but how can we coach each other? Mm. Co-franchisees yeah. to be better. Well, this mentality... Is adding so much value. Yeah, well, we're we're definitely stronger together, and uh, you know, just on Wednesday we did store tours in Brisbane, and I took some of my managers up to the Sunshine Coast. Wow, and, uh, you know, other franchisees in Brisbane took their managers to my stores, and we're just learning off each other. And it's amazing as we're talking about the things we just do every day. People are taking notes. Going, oh my god, that's amazing! Mm. And we're we're confused because to us that's something that we just do every morning. Terrific. So yeah, we, we, we definitely share best practice. We know we're stronger together. That's one thing I really do. There, there's there's things I don't like about being in a franchise system, but the things I do love is that uh, yeah, we learn together. Maybe something I create uh, to, yesterday will become uh, a standard in every Domino store tomorrow, and yeah. vice versa. We, yeah. we we give it. We give that. Yeah. Best practice learning to each other. You'd be aware this is a little bit of an advertisement, I think. <laughs> You'd be aware that recently, pre-COVID, a couple of years ago, I had the opportunity to take about 15 of you. <laughs> and they were from South Australia, Western Australia, Victoria, all to Everest Base Camp. Mm. And the camaraderie that's come out of that and the connectivity and the sharing along the track of dominoes or work experiences, life experiences, is just remarkable and a true testimony to the relationships that are being built through through the business model. Mm. Uh, I'm looking forward to doing base camp with you one day, Bernie. It's <laughs> on my bucket list. What are your other hobbies? Uh, I love music. Uh, yeah, taught myself guitar when I was 13 and yeah. I've been playing guitar and music ever since. I 
have a studio at home. I write my own songs with the kids and, you know, uh, and on my own. And Yeah, so uh, music, music's a huge part of my life. What does music do for you? What value does music bring to your life, given there's a heck of a lot of reactiveness in it? Mm. You've got your babies jumping on your bed mm. very early in the morning. <laughs> um, you've got dominoes, things happening that you've got to attend mm. to. You're also trying to create business. Hopefully you've still got time to have a date with Bryony. Yeah, um, no, no. All these things... <laughs> What does music bring to you? Oh, music is my my downtime. Music is my meditation. You know, wow. M- yeah, music is where I like. You know, if you if, if I'm playing music, well, just thinking about, uh, well, not thinking about anything because I'm just I'm playing. I'm, I'm I'm obviously thinking about the chords I'm holding on the guitar or the words I'm singing or you know, it, it's a total tune out and you don't really realize until you. You, you you finish playing a few songs and you, then you realise, well, I haven't thought about anything else for half an hour and, and, and I can't get that anywhere else. <laughs> I'm so thankful mm. for hearing the phrase that you just echoed, music is my meditation. Mm. I've, never, I've never thought that mm. such an activity could actually provide that value mm. for Anyone. Well, I think listening to music can be meditation, and I think when you're creating music, well, it's even more so because you're just in a you're in a you're in a different world. You're, yeah. You know, you're you're in your creative side of your brain, and you're 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 singing melodies with no words yet, and you're just putting stuff together. Or it might you might just be playing your favorite song that you love and you haven't played for a while. And mm. you know, I mean, I can pick up my guitar and and play a song that I learnt, you know. 22 years ago or like 25 years ago and maybe I haven't played it in 20 years it's back mm. in there so when you when you tap into that well yeah you're meditating you're not in you're not thinking about emails or or business or pizza sales sure. or anything else you're, yeah. yeah you're you're just fully relaxed has your musical taste changed over time yeah i think i'm more tolerant to things that i didn't like originally <laughs> like I, I used to be very anti rap and hip hop and now i'm like yeah it's pretty cool yeah, <laughs> yeah right, okay. I, 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 i'm sort of I don't. I don't hate any genre now. I yeah. appreciate it. I mean, even even once upon a time, I'd like, oh Justin Bieber, like you know, rubbish. And now I'm like, <laughs> actually, this kid can sing, and he is a good musician. His songs are pretty cool. So, and he's got oh. his own sound. I like it. So, you know, I'm I'm open to anything. But originally, I'm I'm a I'm a '90s grunge rocker. <laughs> like my older sister Catherine, uh, you know, handed me her CD collection. When I first started getting into music, so I'm, I'm, you know, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, Stone Temple Pilots, Red Hot Chili Peppers. You like, have been tarnished, yeah. young man. <laughs> Nirvana, like you know, just where's yeah. Sinatra in there? Where's Bublé? Well, that's what I'm more open to these days. Yeah, hey, even Michael Bublé's got some yeah. awesome hits. I'll, I'll admit. And it's funny you 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 mention you know, the rocker and all that. And I immediately thought of Rod Stewart. You know, well, it's funny you think of Rod Stewart because my son. Uh, loves the song Maggie May. And yeah. we listen to it like, quite yeah. often. You'd be surprised. Yeah. yeah, like, what do you want to listen to? And he'll say Rod Stewart. But I have immense um, admiration for Rod Stewart, who's 70 plus. I might, mm. He might even be approaching 80. And here he is singing those songs of the American Songbook. You mm. know, uh, mm. I love you for sentimental reasons. You know, begin the begin. Mm. You know, <laughs> just just remarkable re-engineering of a, of a career and a change and transition of musical taste you know mm. over over time definitely oh look I, and I, i've got a i've got a soft spot for 80s music like i love a bit of john farnham i love billy joel like i, I mean yeah i, I yeah, I love eighties. Gee, gee, it's tempting, mate. I'm almost tempted to break out into a "You're the Voice," but I think I think we could disturb our listeners. Yeah, there's a, there's a reason why I'm working at Domino's Pizza and not selling records, Bernie. We don't need to do that for anybody today. Yeah, Steve, I'm really confident that for all those who are listening, if they've got ears to hear, that the objective of a journey with Bernie has been fulfilled. I'm I'm talking of strategies and actions that help us to become a more joyous, enthusiastic and loving human being. I'm talking of paradigms and routines that can help us to generate greater happiness from within ourselves rather than relying on things we own, things that we're attached mm. to like iPhones, etc. 
I'm going to ask you, as we head towards a conclusion here, mm. to put on your vulnerability hat. Mm. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> it looks scared, folks. It's a simple question. Mm. Think about your life. Think about your journey and who you have become to this point in time now. And if someone asked you for a suggestion or two on how to become a more loving human being, it's in the elevator. You've got a minute. Oh, geez. What do you say? That is a good question. Um, look, uh, you know what? I would probably say as much as is possible, do not be a victim in your life. You know, like ev everyone has has tough things that happen. You know, like, I mean, they can either break you or shape you, right? So that would be my advice. I think, uh, you know, before you, before you focus on positivity, it's just maybe removing things that are going to hold wow. you back. So um, uh, that's an easy one. Like, and, and, and don't, and trust me, some pretty terrible things happen out there. And like, and, but, you know, like you say, welcome to humanity. And I, I just think it's important to, yeah, to, to, to move on past those things and become stronger from whatever yeah. it was that uh, is potentially holding you back and not, not let that hold you down. And I think, I think for me, uh, that's how I try and approach things with sure. myself. Yeah. I'm hearing learn to let go or seek to let go. And if that means you need to take the action of some professional help, in order to let go of a past trauma, mm. then do it. Mm. But learn to let go so that you have a cleaner spirit mm. in the now. How mm. does that sound? That would be my advice to anybody. Uh, would be yeah, just yeah, don't be don't be a victim. Don't look for all the things that are wrong in your life that are holding you back. Go and yeah. go and do it. Yeah, go and do it. The other objective, and of course it's related, they, they run parallel with each other, they, in fact they cross over, <laughs> mm. um, and that is creating happiness, happy state, a more constant happy state within oneself uh, and taking the empowering oneself to do that. How do you create greater happiness from within, Steve? I get my happiness from uh, from having a good balance of all of all of the different Stephen Gilberts that need attention. I, <laughs> I love have, that. You know, I, I love have the, that. I have the Stephen Gilbert, the husband, and I need to I need to water that tree. Yeah, <laughs> I need to make you know you need to yeah be uh, thinking about you know Stephen Gilbert who's married to Bryony in a relationship. I need I have Stephen the dad that I need to make sure that I'm spending time with my kids. Um, I have Stephen the uh, the Domino's Pizza franchisee, that, and that's very time consuming. I have uh, you know uh, Gilly the mountain bike rider. I need to get my bikes in my bike rides once or two times a week. It, it. it makes me feel so good. And then I have uh, Stephen Gilbert the musician. I, yeah. I need time to I need to find time to do a bit of that. And yeah. when I'm in full balance, then I'm in harmony and I'm the best wow. version of myself in all of those domains. Like yeah. um, I am not the best version of myself at work if I haven't found time for myself and I'm not in a good headspace. Yeah. Um, so each one of those things, if I go too hard into any one of those individual things, it will affect the other one. But there mm. isn't there is a place of equilibrium. And when mm. I find that, that's where I draw happiness from. I love that. Mm. Love that. You still find time to date Briny? Uh, look, yeah, we do. We do. We've got awesome grandparents, actually, that are quite, yeah, and that's the best part about being back in Brisbane yeah. near family. So, yeah, we, we find time and we, mm. yeah, we, we always find time for each other. Uh, and, yeah, yeah. You've got to find time. You've got to, you've got to, you've got to book stuff in. You've got to get a babysitter. You've just got to do it. Love it. Mm. Love it. I think the last question, Steve, so I'm giving you a clue. We're wrapping mm. up here now, right? <laughs> no but worries. it's going to be the doozy. <laughs> You're approaching 40? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 38, 38, 39 in February, um, yeah. But I want you to imagine at the end of your life, given the pathway that's already occurred, mm. so let's say you're blessed with you know, 80, 90 years, mm. you look back upon life, what do you think you'll say 
was the meaning of it all. <laughs> oh, jeez, Bernie. Well, 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 you don't have to... What, a, what, a, what an awesome question for someone more sophisticated than me to answer. Uh, no, what I'm saying is it's tough to imagine yes. the next 40 years mm. to even get mm. there. But given what you know now, what do you suspect mm. Mm. brings great meaning mm. to life? Yeah, well, look, you know what? It's, um, it's, uh, I think you're going to look back and you're going to, uh, you, 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 really, you're going to have the people that you love in your life. And and you're not going to be left with, you're not going to, I, I love dominoes, but I'm not going to be like, man, I wish I could go back and answer one more phone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think, I think at that point I'll be, I'll be, I'll be happily retired, but you know, yeah, yeah. but the thing, but you will, I guess, yeah, you probably would look back and, uh, and hopefully I look back and, and I don't regret things that I didn't do, or maybe giving a bit yeah. more or loving a bit more yeah. or. Um, investing more time with yeah. my family. like That's what's going to really matter at the end of the day. And everything else is just noise. Do you know that already? Do you know that already? Well, I, I think it's in there, but I don't think I think, I don't think I uh, necessarily articulated it perfectly then, but I think it's oh, in. I think you did very, oh, very well. well, thank you. Yeah. But I think that's in there. I think, I yeah. think at the end of the day, there's, there's things that are, that are going to be important and they're, they're people. They're not things you owned. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, yeah. It's not the money in the bank account, no. the car that you drive. No. Yeah. I suppose the challenge there, if we sense we know that already, mm. how do we enact it today? Mm, yeah. Yeah, well, I guess, I guess uh, probably just thinking about that every day would be enough to... Well, you, if, you, I, if you thought about that question every day when you started the day, that might... That could probably completely change your day because even just thinking about it now, well, I'm going home with a different attitude. Thank yeah, well, you, Bernie. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think you, you you've got the foundation for that attitude because you spoke before about how important the balance is, and you actually said, "How much time am I pouring into my relationship with Bryony? How mm. much time am I pouring into my connection with kids?" And finding that balance amongst all the dimensions of your of your life. Um, is a definition of of happiness that arises from finding mm. that balance. You've got a foundation for it, mm. um, which is probably half your secret and and probably what people, including your staff and so many people, see in you, um, Steve Gilbert. You're a, you're a great ambassador for joy and for happiness. I think. You're a great ambassador for enthusiasm. Thank you. And as I water up here, <laughs> and I'm happy, you know me, I'm happy <laughs> to water up. Every time I say that word, I think of its, um, think of its meaning. Now, I've mentioned this in a number of coaching mm. sessions with you, so mm. I hope you remember it because I may just <laughs> throw it at you. Throw it at me. <laughs> <laughs> the word enthusiasm, which defines you, Steve comes from a Latin or a Greek, I've forgotten, please forgive me, historians, but it comes from an original word in tus. And 2,000 years ago, that word in tus meant, I'm looking at you, do you remember? No. Oh, you do. I've no. mentioned it so many. I know. I have. am insulted. <laughs> well, that's why this, it, it will record it in this podcast so I can forever go back to the you will, end of you'll this remember and it listen to it all over again. <laughs> if 2,000 years ago someone came up to a Steve Gilbert dressed in a Roman toga mm, mm. and said, Mr. Gilbert, you have entus, they actually meant that you have the energy of the God within. Mm. That's a pretty powerful statement. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> and uh, there'd be some people that might recognise, maybe that's why it's in, so contagious. It's just a powerful force and energy. And my good friend, you have that in absolute spades. What a pleasure it has been to share this experience with you and to investigate and explore uh, who Steve Gilbert is how he thinks, and give us some great learnings on how to be a more loving, happy, meaningful human being. Oh, thank, thanks, Bernie. This has been awesome for me. I, I actually listen to a lot of podcasts, and, I, and I'm always thinking, when am I going to do a podcast? Well, today is the day. Uh, it, no, it's been awesome, Bernie. And yeah, and you know, we, we go way back, and uh, yeah, I, 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 I know what you do and who you are, and you can't fake that. 
a lot a lot of like in at times I've thought of people who might be as genuine as you but I think well, is that an act well you be you hang around Bernie Kelly for long enough and you know there's nothing there's no show this is a this is yeah, it, it, it's a hundred percent who you are and you live and breathe it every day and you make my life better for that and and what you bring in uh, with personal development with me and my team and yeah mate it's awesome thank you do you know what it is Steve what it's a journey with Bernie. <laughs> Goodbye, folks. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Bye. I do hope you enjoyed today's episode of A Journey with Bernie. I loved it. Of course, the contact and connection details of our special guest and any references to resource material, books, or educational sources can be found in the podcast notes. Do go there, folks. Our guests would so welcome hearing from you. Now, for those of you who have previously rung me about joining our forthcoming adventures to Nepal and those glorious Himalayan trekking trails, it's truly great to have you on board. For those of you that are still interested, may I suggest you visit the website of Global Immersion Travel? That's www.gitravel.com.au. Then ring my equally enthusiastic associate, Taylor Pierce, on 0419-195-953. That's 0419-195-953. Embrace the journey, dear people. Just embrace the journey and enjoy every minute of it. And just remember... Yeah.